On front page with me this morning is Razat Cheek, executive editor at Astro Awani, also Sohail Adnan, journalist with Brita Harian. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, morning. Now, the first headline uh, to look at, of course, involves our water situation in Selangor. The Sungai Selangor phases one, two, and three and Rantau Panjang water treatment plants were shut down following the detection of diesel pollutants in Sungai Selangor just two days after an odor pollution forced more than a million consumers to experience an abrupt water cut. So a total of 1.2 million customers uh, in Kuala Lumpur, Petaling, Klang, Sha'alam, Kuala Selangor, Ulu Selangor, Gomba and Kuala Langat had abruptly um, found their taps to run dry on, you know, on Friday. But we understand there's been an update. Do we know exactly whether or not there's been speculation that it's sabotage? Do we know exactly what the situation is? I think yeah. Uh, uh, the, the the latest news I think court believes that there are an element of sabotage by uh, this group of people that used to go fish fishing at the, at that sungai, mm-hmm. and then a company uh, prohibited them to go fishing there, and so I think th- so. Th- this was th- an th- act of revenge. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think that that's the latest news about it. Right. I don't know if anything, <laughs> anything new developments yeah. there. Um, Raza? I think it really doesn't matter whether it was willful sabotage or anything. The thing is we have to look at ourselves. How we treat discharge of water and the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning our own behavior in the in our own personal space in our mm-hmm. toilets at home. I for one think that you know when you want to throw anything down the toilet you know, even even if it's um, loo paper, let's think afresh where anything solid apart from something else, which uh, is unmentionable at this time in the morning, mm-hmm. should not go down the loo. Do not throw things willy-nilly into, into the river or wherever. Look after yourselves. Yeah, well, we have had so many contamination cases in the past uh, year. What can be done? by the government to finally take these cases seriously. Your thoughts? Government, no. I think we, we should stop depending on government. It's it's us. We ask ourselves what we should do. When you go picnicking, for instance, do what the Japanese do. If they, if they can do it, why can't we do it? So the mindset. Let's, yeah, yeah, stop asking the government to do anything for us. But the government, uh, one thing is that this kind of uh, contamination pollution is not the first time. It has... Uh, happened before, yeah. especially in uh, Sungai Semenye. Uh, one time in tw- 2016, I think in 2011 also. So every time this kind of cases uh, happen, people will say enforcement by DOE, Department of Environment, something like that. And some people even suggest that to uh, relocate the factory near the river and something like that. But after the case soft, it's it all quiet. Just quiet. Yeah. Yes, that's the thing. Sometimes it involves illegal factory and again after a few years uh, it happened again and of course it's because of yeah. illegal factory again so with regards to this I guess enforcement is, is a yeah. key issue when, when I say you know you, you should stop uh, expecting the government to do anything for you the government has got a role to play of course yes. you know look at Singapore how it treats Johor territory as Singapore territory in protecting the source of their raw water Learn from Singapore, guys. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. All right. When we come back, we'll be taking a look at um, vapes apparently being sold to school children. We'll address this one next on Front Page on Light. 
On front page with me this morning, Suhail Adnan, journalist with Berita Harian and Razat Chi, executive editor at Astro Awani. The Ministry of Education will be working with the Ministry of Domestic Trade and Consumer Affairs to address a problem of electronic cigarettes and vapes being sold to school children. Um, it found that the sale of such materials are taking place right outside certain schools. Uh, this is shocking to me because I don't hang out outside school, so I've never actually seen <laughs> children smoking. I don't know if they they smoke the vapes outside their schools, but yeah, I, this is news to me. Mm-hmm. How are these school children getting the vapes without their parents kind of knowing about it? Uh, so, Hyle, <laughs> you're you're pretty youthful. Maybe you you have a you know History. finger on the pulse. Head experience, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, basically, uh, they they can get it anywhere. You know, if uh, any shop that sells vape, something like that, if they have the money. You know, parents nowadays they give a lot of money to the to the kids. You know, and my time, I think, is about just one ringgit or even fifty cent mm. when I was in school around You know, but nowadays, if you got enough money, you can buy all of this. But the 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 rules is that if the that vape involves nicotine, then you cannot sell it to person under 18. Right. So, so the device itself doesn't include nicotine. I mean, this is something they can get yeah. kind of on the side, isn't it? I mean, are there any laws regarding the selling of uh, and purchasing of vapes, these things? I, I don't think we need laws. Uh, it's, it's like... If I go out there and buy a dagger and I, I um, let somebody else have it and a murder is committed, so I will have been an accessory to murder. Mm. If somebody goes and buys a cigarette for a, fi- a nine-year-old kid, a ten-year-old school kid, and that person smokes and 60 years down the line, he dies of cancer, the other, the person who, the adult who bought it in the first place would, would already be six foot underground or whatever, you would be yeah. criminally liable from down there in the grave but personally I don't think you need laws right. you just need right thinking adults to supervise the system is such that you can buy anything and, and procure anything for somebody else mm. younger to use or abuse so do you need laws? no you need right thinking adults okay but w- what's the situation now Raza if you see a bunch of kids smoking a vape or using a vape give them a, a tight slap <laughs> <laughs> no, but if it's a law enforcement an officer was walking by I mean what is within his uh, jurisdiction uh, I, to handle I, this I think there must be SOPs where policemen you know if they're not if they have their minds on other things looking after people who, who jump red lights or whatever ha ah, there's a, a small kid out there who's just emerged from a, a, a sundry shop and he's smoking away happily what can you do you can run after them and, and forget your I- initial duty of what it is you're supposed to be doing on the road I, you know how can you have eyes everywhere to look after people's behavior up mm. to that very yeah. nitty-gritty level can, <laughs> can the MOE unilaterally declare something to be illegal yes but only in their own premises like in school or in the ministries but that's it if outside of the school well to be honest they can't really do anything they can give advice or something like that but the thing is they need to work with other ministries especially mm-hmm. KPD and HEP or other local authorities but like Mr. Razak says I think if we saw any ch- children vaping or whatever we don't have to wait for the police or local authorities to stop them we yeah. need to take that responsibility and I think I think stop that kid right. from doing so and uh, coming up it looks like YB Hannah Yo is urging the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission to give an update on the Taman Rimba Kiara project we'll take a look at that next here on Light 
On front page with me this morning, Raza Chik from Astro Awani and Suhail Adnan from Brita Harian. Sagambot MP Hannah Yo uh, urged the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission to provide an update on the investigation into the Taman Rimba Kiara project, which has seen her lock horns with Federal Territories Minister Khalid Samat. Yo said that, that there have been many reports that have been lodged with MACC by the Tamantun Dr. Ismail Residence Association, um, you know, to on the possible conflict of interest in abuse of power in that area to take away that green lung. Um, so I guess my question is, you know, th- they have have already rejected it. What is next? Well, first of all, right now, they are waiting for the project to be tabled in cabinet meeting. So because uh, Khalid Samad says that I think uh, the, the cabinet should decide this project, something like that, because Hana is... The, the in MP. the government itself mm-hmm. so it's, I think for him he's not he, he think it is he will be biased or something like that if he decided himself but the thing is I don't think this project should simply be scrapped like that because well first of all it involves money because you need to pay compensation mm-hmm. that the, the most important thing is about the longhouse resident if you scrap the project what about them they have been waiting for 37 years to get new houses you know because the government had promised them for a new new house since 1982. Wow. If you scrap this project, what happened to them? Yes, we need to pr- protect the green or whatever. But the green lung, yeah. Yes, not by scrapping the project entirely. Right. Your I thoughts? like it. Now, Sahail is a young man who's very practical, <laughs> uh, who has a good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is this thing called NIMBY, not in my backyard. Those people who are protesting in uh, Kiara are people who own properties there, mm-hmm. very influential. I sympathize with them. We should not say, you know, that the value of the property has decreased because of what's happening. But this happened during the previous administration. Mm. Now, the current government has to decide, you know, if you want to unwind the situation, the contracts uh, which was agreed by the previous government, as in other cases, 1MDB and whatever. So the government will have to, you know, review revise and pay compensation. So we've reached a point where the Federal Territories Minister, who's also very practical, and, you know, uh, we find ourselves in a situation where we have to steer the middle ground where we look after the interests of the population that they want their green lung and the developers who the present government now finds itself in a situation where it has to extricate itself like the government has to extricate itself from 1MDB. You scale it down um, you give uh, the residents, the long-suffering re- residents, you know, I know what it feels like for... for the, I was in that position. Before. Th- that's a different story. Right. But, you know, their uh, welfare needs also to be looked, uh, looked after, which I think the, the, the government has found a solution which is amicable and fair to both sides. Well, what is the reality of these projects being scrapped entirely? I mean, can be done, but can we pay? Mm, we are yeah. paying for the principle to the 1MDB debt now, yes. how many billions is that? And we, we're not even addressing the, the, the regular payments which you need. Why am I, why am I so political? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking for Tun Mahathir. You're really angry this morning. <laughs> yeah, because if you scrap <laughs> this project, you have to pay like for 115 or 150 million and you got mm. nothing. Well, when we come back, um, illegal wildlife pets. Prahilitan wants you to hand those over if you have them. We'll discuss that next here on Light.
on front page with me this morning as Razat Cheikh, executive editor at Astro Awani and Suhail Adnan, journalist with Berita Harian. The Department of Wildlife and National Parks, Perhilitan, has called on illegal wildlife owners to hand over their pets before they are caught or before their animals walk down the road and start <laughs> licking passerbys. I, mean, I was talking about the two uh, tigers recently in Trunganu. Um, we still don't know if those were pets uh, or anything <laughs> like that, but it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, that people in this day and age are still kind of interested in keeping exotic pets. Are there laws and rules with regards to this? I don't think it's uh, there is. You know, if you care to look at the statute, uh, criminal procedure code, there would be behavior that endangers other people's lives for which you can be charged for keeping pythons. You can keep, I think, tigers, for instance. It's a no-no. Mm. I mean, you have your, your hands full looking after your own kids. You right. want to, you want to <laughs> keep wild pets, wild animals as pets. Come on, people out there. Mm. Your, your thoughts, yeah, Sahil? I think you, you can actually have them, but you need to have license from Pahilitan for a certain amount. I think not more than 10 ringgit, I think. But you can only buy them from uh, licensed sellers. This licensed seller is from Pahilitan also. Right. So it was control, you know. And uh, I think it's only exotic animals bred in captivity that can be sold in shops. Right, because we don't want to, you know, encourage poaching yes, and whatnot. Yes, but that's the thing is, you, you don't have to, to keep them, yeah. you know, just let them in. in we have general. enough stray animals yeah. like dogs and cats, regular dogs and cats that you could keep, right? <laughs> uh, what should Malaysians know if we find exotic pets being kept by people in our neighbourhood, for example? Rat on them, I say. They, you know, to me, if anything that has claws, that has fangs, and their eyes shine in the dark, you have no business saying, kitty, kitty, yeah, come here, let me take you home. No. Spend your energies, your money, to go and look after the stray cats everywhere that yes. I see. Oh, the poor thing. Come on, go help them. I think if you if you know someone, I think, first of all, you, sh- you should report to the Pahilitan lah, or whatever authorities because well first of all they, they will have to clarify lah, to the mm. local authority whether they have license or not and if they don't then Let we have done something it. good actually right well, yes. I think the, the practical thing to do is the first thing you should do is call your friendly neighbourhood Abang Bomber <laughs> they have they know everything about handling all these wild creatures alright wonderful when we come back we'll take a look at this headline Asmin not attending retreat program is not my business this is what the Prime Minister said uh, that one's next here on Light with me on front page this morning, I have Suhail Adnan from Brita Harian as well as Razak Cheek from Astro Awani. The Prime Minister, Tun Dr. Mahathir Mohamad, has uh, said that the absence of PKR Deputy President Datuk Sri Muhammad Azmin Ali at the recent Kaade Elan Central Leadership Council retreat program um, was none of his business. He pointed out that whether uh, Azmin attended the event or not uh, was his own business. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a he was deliver expected to deliver a speech on the second day of the yes. retreat. I suppose as the deputy, uh, he was obligated to be there. Um, uh, is he not? Uh, is there there are two things to consider? Yeah. Constitutionally, maybe. Politically, you want to go there. You want to to attend and uh, be slaughtered. But um, I must say, Azmin. As an individual, as a personality, as a politician, I remember during the Hari Raya open houses, uh, lots of people, you know, come up to him wanting selfies or whatever. So he is popular out there. So 
if popularity is a measure, constitutionally, he may not have had to be present. But politically, you need to show yourself to put on a face that, you know, I'm fine. I have nothing to worry. Right. Your thoughts, Ohio? I think it is uh, quite a mistake for him not to go because, first of all, it, it shows that there are camps in PKR itself. Yeah. It shows that they are, they, are, they, are, they are not together because this is a, a retreat program, an important program for a political party mm-hmm. because it's the time where you where you, you want to what we call as muhasabah or something like that you know, among each other. But if you, as a deputy president, who are being seen as having a, a clash with your president, are not there, so you are actually acknowledging to the outside Mm-hmm. to the public outside of the party that yes, your party is in yes. trouble. I mean, I just followed this uh, development on social media. It appears that YB Yasmin did have a gathering of journalists at his home, yeah. you know, um, at, right after that. So any idea what that was about? Uh, I think it's uh, it's widely spread on, on social media already uh, where conciliatory noises have been made uh, where both uh, leaders have said, we, we are a team. So regardless of what's happened, these are real politicians, I tell you. I know, right? Uh, regardless of I'm what's confused. happened, <laughs> we, <clears throat> we have to move forward. But, uh, you know, for Sohail, a party, a political party, this is no, this is not a kindergarten. This is not a, a Tupperware MLM party. You know, there will be factions and this is the reality of any political party. So I think we can watch, we can afford to watch from the sidelines. Enjoy the show. Right. <laughs> How paramount is, you know, the obvious kind of cohesion between party president and deputy. I mean, it's really important for it's there very, to be very, it's know, very united. Important. But, so, you know, it's pretty obvious that there is no <laughs> unity there. So how do we move forward from this? Well, oh my God. This, yeah. this, <laughs> a political party is a ship and you are sailing in high seas. Mm. You know, you need one captain. So either kill or be killed. Oh, wow. <laughs> for Game me, of it's, Thrones. It's, it's okay for you to not agree on some opinions with your president but the, the it can't be a, a blocking to your unity you know mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that I, I don't agree with you so we have to go on our separate ways it doesn't work that way on that note thank you very much gentlemen for joining me this morning Welcome. Razak Cheikh, Executive Editor Astro Awani and Suhail Adnan, Journalist with Berita Harian.